Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris. Listen, I want to talk to you about some of our sponsors. First and foremost, we talked about, first one I want to talk to you about is JC Innovations. JC Innovations is an engineering service business that provides engineering support for orthopedics and medical device businesses, including medical technology. But this is the thing. This is the thing. That's like saying that Kobe Bryant was a basketball player. I mean, this is, I mean, I appreciate this thing that they wrote up for me, but really, let's really talk about what they're, it's complete, total innovation happening in the orthopedic business, right? Where some of these guys are happy with hips, knees, right? JC Innovations is pushing the envelope of technology and innovation in the orthopedic industry. With, with over 15 years experience making medical products, they are prof not just proficient, they excel at navigating regulatory requirements for the, the government, the FDA. Think about all the nonsense it takes to get your product on the market with the FDA. JC Innovations, they've done it for 15 years. They can get your product to market, both and as well as regulatory bodies outside the US. Blessed to be a part of this community, they do their part and contribute to it. JC Innovations supports helping hands, right? Helping hands. If you don't know about helping hands, helping hands, J Jody put together like an Iron Man hand for my buddy's little girl, Zoe. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. It's not just about pushing innovation, but it's about helping community. If, you're, if you wanna learn more, reach out to Jody. You wanna, maybe you wanna be partner with them, you, Jody, how they can help your business. Contact Jody at JC Innovations through the contact page on their website, jcinnovations.com. That's jc-innovations.com. They're excited to hear from you. Give them a call. Tell them I sent you. They might take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. This is the Freedom Cats with your hosts, Chris Black, Stephen King, and Jody Claypool. Produced by Jack Claypool Audio. Freedom Cats reviews movies, politics, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the Freedom Cats. Coming to you live to us from the Freedom Cats studios. Yeah, and this show is not kid-friendly, by the way. Jody, tell them. All right, just the things we start with. Uh, well, you know what? Yeah, we'll start with this list. Obviously, the Freedom Cats, we appreciate everybody joining us. This show is not kid-friendly, so you, you might hear some swears. Uh, we have lots and lots going on. Uh, we're going to be talking about what that means during this show. And make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Smash the like button. Smash that like button. Tell your friends and family. It's only because of people like you that we're able to do what we do. <laughs> but your family, not the children of your family, though. Don't tell them. <laughs> yeah, earmuffs when you're talking about the show. Uh, we've got two other shows on our network. We've got Studio Couch, which is all things music in and around the Fort Wayne area. And that is hosted by Jack Claypool. And Producer he, Jack. Producer Jack. He's going to give you the skinny on equipment, on the mechanics of music writing, uh, how to get plugged into the venues in the area, all that jazz. Pun intended. Is it, uh, say, is it jazz? You know, this is the part of like the podcast that I like skip past and don't listen to because I'm like, why? Why don't they just start the damn show? Like, there's a lot of intro here. Yeah. Yep. 
That's a good call. That's a good call. So, so there's another 30 seconds of this. So <laughs> there's another 30 seconds of this. One of those is the Little Red Barn podcast, which is all things agriculture. That's drinking milk on the Little Red Barn podcast. Oh, did you see that? I did. Raw milk? Awesome. Raw, like Ooh. straight out the udder. Still warm? I, I, I think maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It was fun to watch. Uh, and then we've got some sponsors and actually one of our sponsors is on the show today. So we shout them out every show, but we have the one, the only Travis McConnell Esquire on the show today. Live. Live. Live to us. To, to us. We are the Freedom Cats. I'm Chris. He's Jody. He's Travis. We're the Freedom Cats. Meow. Best intro ever. <laughs> <laughs> Strong out of the gate. Best one ever. Just came roaring out of the gate this week. I think we should like play that one over and over again. Like that that could be the Yeah, you're not skipping those 30 seconds, let me tell you. No. Hey, I hear maybe another guest coming. Why not? I mean it's been yeah, let's let's just it's been smooth so far. (laughs) Live up, folks. It's gonna get (laughs) even better. So the Freedom Cats podcast is a content-based podcast. We focus on all things local. We'll talk about local politics, local culture to the northern Indiana, the Warsaw area. Oh, coming in right now. Get ready. He's the fourth cat today. Sponsor of the show from the days of crawling. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Brown. Good morning, friends. Good to I'm see sorry, you, the weather was rough getting over here. Oh my, okay, people with is, this is, rough is, weather is stuff. This, is this, well, it, it happens every isn't year. Isn't it nice to have an excuse when it, you're late? Oh God, no, it so is. is. That is. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm notoriously late, but like in wintertime, I'm just on time. Well, yeah. and Chris, <laughs> you're, if you're not familiar with this, the, the stuff outside is called snow. I don't know if you've ever seen this. Yeah, no, no it's new to me. It's <laughs> new yeah. to me. So yeah, do, yeah, we, do we get to talk about the employees that are like, you know, I, I didn't make it in because it took me longer to get to work. Like, you're right, because you didn't realize that it was going to snow yesterday and like plan ahead. Right. Like, you, you, you know it takes longer when there's snow out. Like, listen to you. Yeah. Listen to you, this guy. Let me tell this you about this guy. guy. Yeah, yeah but you. you're from Alaska. So, like, you're, you're used to like driving on glaciers, right? Yeah, 100%. I, I mean, like, like no, it's, every day was like one of those Jeep commercials, you know, where they're like taking the Jeep up the, up the, every day. Yeah. Every day. I see. I just imagine that they just put like ice skates on the cars. They put studs in the tires. Well, that's so close. Winter tires. Yeah, they yeah. put metal studs. My in wife the tires. got me a pair of like those things I put on my shoes to run on ice for yeah. Christmas. Good stuff. Yeah. That seems overly dangerous. Well, you know, probably. I mean, running is dangerous to begin with. That's true. But Let you got to be spikes easy. and ice and yeah. I got my first running injury now. What so what did you do? I, I've got a hernia. I got to get taken oh, care of. Shit. So I'm just a little. I've, I've, I've had, be back I've had two it, of those, so. actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, from run, runner? No, not from running. Runner. <laughs> not from running. Not from running. Not from running. From other things, but. So again, we're here to talk about things local, cultural. We'll also occasionally bring uh, content to the table to vote on. We're a book club that doesn't read books. Today, it's the best though, kind of book club. Yeah. Today, though, none of that nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. It today is a fucking monster of a show it's jody's conspiracy hour we're gonna go through the list he's gonna hit us with all hot all things hot conspiracy but um but first travis um you recently stepped down as uh president of the one warsaw which is a organization focused on you know inclusion diversity things like that so travis first question to you why do you hate black people all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> I, 
you know, I very much love all people. Our, our mission is to inspire inclusion of all people. What it, I'm excited about is the transition for new leadership. I've been the president since the beginning of the organization. It's going on, gosh, close to half a decade, I think, over five years. And excited to have Diana Diaz-Bariga as the new president for the next year. So. You dodged my question, Travis. Why do you hate black people all of a sudden? I, I don't hate black people okay. all of a sudden, Chris. I still, I still love all people. Well, that was a really canned answer. I appreciate yeah. that. That was clean. That was good. Yeah. I, I've been known to run for office. I can, I can dodge questions. Answer questions. Yeah, running for office. Yeah. People are filing. People are filing. I'm not. So You're not me. You heard it here first. What What are the? I uh, promised the wife spend time with the family. What are the so. positions that are that are coming uh, in up our publicly? local county, Kosciuszko County? For those of listening to us from abroad, um, there is a time to elect uh, county council positions. Oh, yeah. and there are three at large positions that are open. Oh, seriously? Maybe yeah. I should run. I think you should. Yeah, I think you should. There's also Terry Groninger, Middle District County Commissioner, should be on the ballot this year. But I don't think he's going to have a challenger. But he just beat you. Was that four years ago? No, it's been four years already. Can you believe that? Wow, that's been four years. Yeah, Jesus. So what? What's it mean when you when? What was the second part of that you said? Like middle something? The middle district, which is primarily Warsaw, little bits that sneak out. It's it's Warsaw. It's Warsaw. And then it goes over into my district, unincorporated, and Carrie's district, unincorporated, <laughs> is basically the district. Okay. So where I live and where Carrie lives in Warsaw. So Jason, enough. when you decide, when you file next week, yeah, you're going to be running against uh, Joni Truex. Oh, I like her. She's nice. but she might not run. We haven't. She hasn't filed yet. Uh, Sue Ann Mitchell. Yeah, like her too. Uh, Kathy Groninger. Yes, yeah. love her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, a new, new, new one who's thrown her hat in the ring. Doesn't have a horse in the race though because she sold it. Rachel Rhodes. Rachel Rhodes. I don't know if I know her. Okay. True yeah, fact then, about that: sold the horse to get funds for the campaign. Oh, that's dedication like that. Like that. Like that. That's how she's paying for the the campaign. I'm not gonna <clears> I mean, publicly, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, she uh, sold her horse. Interesting, and that's why you should vote for her. Not necessarily how I I structure my political votes, but to start, it's, it's something. Yeah. See, I I always wondered like what why why because you ran, this is true. You, you know you ran, and and I I've always been curious like why. Uh, <laughs> okay. To, to, yes. Well, luckily there's two people. Yeah. There's in this room there, that there's run. two people in this <laughs> how room that they I ran. forget. I, right. I, just, I mean, well, you ran for office. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I lost my election a year before you lost yours. Oh, yeah. yours he, he got a lot closer than I did, too. Really? 11 yeah. votes. Yeah. Love, that's not bad. 11 I, votes. I, I should have changed that. Not bad, bro. It puts hate in your heart. What my, are you talking about? It's my, not bad. My, mine was like... That a, weekend where I hung out with my children, wasted. Yeah, that's tough. So so here's my question. Yeah. Does it really cost that much money to run a campaign? Like, there, there, there's so much free stuff out there. It depends how you want to do it. <laughs> I mean, yard signs aren't cheap if you're going to put up well, signs. Okay, true. Shopper. Yeah. Do you think yard signs work? I think they, I mean, clearly they work. I had the most and I'm in office. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, it's yeah. static marketing, right? I mean, it's, it's static so, so, marketing. So, it's so a then sign. You're, you're, you're drawing a, a direct cor correlation between politics and branding and marketing. And, and that's, that's truly all it is. It's just exposure. Sure. Well, because I mean, think about it. Think about it. When these people run, right, what do they say? 
Uh, you, usually I'm a some, fiscal conservative. Yeah, I was going to say some I'm, bullshit platform. Right. I'm a fiscal conservative that grew up here. Kaziasco native, fiscal conservative. That's what you hear from all the Republicans. All of them. So they all are. They're yeah. all fiscal conservatives. They're right. all they're all conservatives. You know, social conservative, fiscal conservative. Yeah. Grew up right here in Kaziasco County. That's what they all say. Right. Right. So once you clear that, once you get, and it, what happens is, is you have this, you know, you have that barrier of mediocrity. Okay, everybody says this, and so you have to get I mean, you have even to the cross Democrats that. locally are fiscal conservatives, except for a small number of them. So once you clear that, I think that's when it comes to brand recognition and names. I mean, you're you're asked about the yard signs. Are they effective? Well, I think they're as effective as billboards. I mean, I think yard signs are more effective than billboards because, you know. There's more yards. There's more yards. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and after those, was it first three things that you guys had mentioned? Number four, host, uh, horse ownership? Is that, is that or, where? Or, or ex-horse ownership. Yeah. 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 Pre- previous horse ownership. Previous, yeah. previous horse. horse. That's got to be a, one of the items. God, I'm going to have to it's buy a horse. It's got to be on the top ten at least. Yeah. I'm going to have to buy a horse. No, not having a horse is the thing to do. So she had to... She well, had to buy s- one so we can sell yeah, She had to sell yeah. hers to get to your level. That's so what is, she, you, is she anti-horse? What is that? Why does she hate horses, horses yeah, all what, of a sudden? What's that story about? We should get one worse all involved. <laughs> <laughs> all people. All people. So... Well, no, but the reason I ask that is because, you know, like uh, somebody like uh, Joe Talmer, you know, when, when he ran, like like he was he was a business owner. So, so like already your platform for connectivity and communication is already extremely uh, much more vast. Right. And so so then. Like you look like somebody like myself with with 110, like 110's been around for 10 years. We're going on 10 years now. Hey. Um, yeah, cheers. cheers. Off is some, is some part of this, you know, coming into the campaign with a obvious and clear slogan, right? Because Talmers has got to be clear vision for the future, right? Is it? Be. Right? Oh, I mean, that, that, no, that, sh- that should have been. Gate, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was a new energy for Warsaw. See, that's the other thing that everybody says so, too. And like anybody that. under the age of fifty says they're young blood. That's the other. That's that, that's like number four on the list. Who's right. your number four? All right. Well, I can. If you're under fifty, the, then I, I you're can, new blood. I'm hanging on to that young blood yeah. category for the next few years. Because it's born here, fiscal conservative, new blood. If you're under fifty. Well, I'm sorry. I guess I was just 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 like the rest of them. <laughs> well, you had other things, I think, right? That you said. That was my. That you was were, on my. On the sign, it said a new interview. By the way, if you'd like one, yeah, I got did you boxes ha- of them in my garage. Un- unlike did they come some the 3D glasses, they should. Right, they were that color scheme. Unlike some of, unlike many of our local candidates, you actually had a platform, though. I think, and that's where like uh-huh. a lot of people locally, they don't even like. What's your platform? Uh, what what did you What did you publicly stand for? Um, I was for God. It was five years ago. You know. I know. So your opinions have obviously changed. They're yeah. obviously because they didn't work. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, just like that. Oh, just like so that. Good. So no, good. I. You know, for me, I was wanting to. I was. Gosh, what did I want to do? I mean, we we talked. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't, sidewalks you didn't, you didn't quite thing. sway me to vote for you, but we did talk. He was, I, you didn't vote for me? Of course I voted for you. You know, see, that's a damn lie because you didn't live in my district. 
I supported you. Right, but you just looked me in the eye and said you voted for me when you don't live in my district. So I wasn't allowed to vote for you? That's what you're saying? No, Jason, you weren't allowed to vote for me. You didn't live in the what'd neighborhood. You, what'd, you run, what'd you run? It doesn't matter. No, now, what, listen, was it? what was I, it? I don't speak liar. What was it? What'd you run? District, uh, I was city councilman, district two. You live in district one. We lived a, a block and a half away yeah, from bro, each but other. The, the district line was just before we reached your house. So oh, close. I don't so know, close. man. Maybe we should cut this because I don't want to like affect your personal brand. Yeah, Jason you not, Brown, please? liar. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, I guess. Can I tell you the best part about this? Maybe. This is the second time we've had this interaction. This is the second time you've told me that you voted for me, and I was like, "No, bro, you didn't." I supported you. That's, I, know, that, I know you that, did. That's what I, I, that's you what I mean when I say he but. went across the block. Yeah, and he got one of those guys to vote for, on right. proxy for well, him. You should have done that eleven, more, twelve more no. times. No. I can't believe it was only eleven. I'm really sorry. Twelve, yeah, eleven votes. How many people were in your district that were possible to vote? Um, I mean, in the district was I think it's at least it's like a thousand people in the district that voted like, was voted was uh 200 and, or 420 that sounds high yeah that does sound high. i have to go i think back. it was like 200 i think that's probably more city accurate. elections don't have 40 percent turnout yeah joe joe talmer you were talking about him earlier his highest vote count to be mayor 700 yeah right. seriously 700 votes and you're yeah. mayor of warsaw yeah Sure. Yeah, no one turns out for city elections because they're in a year by themselves. So people are like, I don't care about that. You need 700 votes. Joe became mayor with like a little over 700 votes in his last election. Well, and not like he won by 700. Like that was the total vote. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate or not. But God, that, I mean, that's disappointing. Or, you know, would you believe me if I told you I voted for him as well? I would believe you that you took. I don't think you voted that year. If we're being if we're being well, real that, honest, that was, that was a long time. That was like sixteen years ago, right? He was he was, he was in the seventy percent that didn't vote or whatever. It was. Five. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Think I don't you know didn't. if I would have voted. Yeah, I probably didn't. Let's just go with you. Let's just stick with you. Didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll if if I really go political, I'll have to understand my voting history. I mean, because you're gonna run for you'll you'll be mayor one day. I mean, I I, I would I would love to do well, some, sorry, some public that. support. You'll run against me for mayor one day. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what that goes. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. I think I think we should just partner up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know with your spec co mayors. Yeah. Co mayors. Yeah. I like that. You take you take like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I'll take Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And it, we're downtown business, so we'll open at like three o'clock. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, how's, Cl close how's at the, five. How's the market going, boys? It's going well. Yeah, it's going well. Yeah, we're uh, we're enjoying a little uh, potato soup here this morning. Care of the B and B marketplace? Yeah, it is good. It is good. Now, here's the thing, though. Uh, in a few years, you'll try to tell me that I never had this soup, that this soup never existed because you are part of the Illuminati, local Illuminati that try to pull things over our eyes like the Mandela effect. You familiar with the Mandela effect? When was the last uh, meeting? I, he, I, I, he, I he was like the African president, right? Yeah, so, uh, South, Africa. <clears throat> yeah. South Africa. Africa is a continent, so they don't but have like... South Africa. South yeah. Africa, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, Nelson Mandela. Yeah, yeah. There are people who will tell you that Nelson Mandela got out of got out of prison 
successfully ran for president of South Africa and, and ruled that country for years. There are other people that tell you that they distinctly remember him dying in prison. That's the Mandela effect. Allegedly, it is a shared false memory within a culture or society. Some more recent ones are, remember the Bernstein Bears, right? Look at those books at home. Do you? Well, I, I, I voted for them in the last election. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, when I grew up, I distinctly remember it being the Bernstein Bears, E-I-N. Oh. But if you look at the books now, it's A-I-N. Oh, they changed it. They'll tell you, no, it was always A-I-N. Yeah, I think that's just a weird spelling. It's always been no, they changed it. Uh, there is a... Uh, are you familiar with the stand-up comedian Sinbad? Yeah. From the 80s and 90s. Okay. I remember him starring in a movie called Shazam. Oh, for sure. In which he was a genie. Yes, 100%. The little boy had a lamp. 100%. And he wished that the genie would help his dad find love. That movie doesn't exist. There's no record of that movie. What? None. I grew up in Anchorage, Alaska, and I remember it. You grew up in here? K County. Yeah, K County. B born in Marion, but yeah. All right. Totally. That's impressed. why you'll never work running for office. You have those Marion County oh, values. Geez. You guys remember Shazam? Yeah. I vaguely remember it. So, so you you Didn't really mean, you really mean to tell me that that Sinbad's Shazam does not exist? Does not exist. Google it. He's gonna Google it right now. IMDb. There's no listing. That movie did not happen. So Sinbad never made a genie movie. No, he will come out and tell you, no, I didn't. I remember it, but he'll tell you it did not. But yeah, go ahead, take a moment. You folks listening at home, take a moment. Go ahead. It didn't exist. So the only Shazam movie was the shit one that Shaquille O'Neal did. That was cousin. This is this. This is totally a Sergey Brin uh, <laughs> mind f. Because the first thing that comes up is literally what you just said. No film ever existed in, on Google. So, yeah. Unpack that. What's a Fergie Bryant? Sergey Brin. Yeah, that one. Uh, Sergey Brin is the like runner of Google. He's the one who's... Oh, okay. The, I obviously knew that. But it, then right down here, it, it says in IMDb, we found some bad Shazam movie. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it. So it's it's and 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 the title literally says somewhere in a parallel universe Sinbad's long forgotten genie movie is uncovered at long last. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Illuminati so, are competing against Sergey yeah. Brin. So 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 you mean to tell me like uh, first of all I'm I'm open to the idea that there's a parallel universe and and I think we should unravel that. But game on, I'm ready. I think the bigger question is that if we do have a parallel universe. Sinbad's Shazam is like the one thing that they were like, let's erase from history. <laughs> like, not, not, not. Well, no, 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 that's, that's the one we caught him on. Not There's Hitler what, what else or like Nazis. Like, they were like, screw that movie. So here's here's my, so if we're talking about the multi multiverse real quick. Um, I I personally believe in the theory that, remember the super collider? Yeah. The, 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 oh, the yeah. Elon's? Hadron Collider. We're back in, in your, the 90s oh, when they yeah, were like yeah, yeah, smashing. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get the, the Higgs yeah, boson. They, they yeah. still do that. Right. They want to make a bigger one. I think yeah. they messed around. I think they merged dimensions and we're seeing little hot pockets of areas in which, yeah, they're not 
you know, they're not epicenters, but they're hotspots. So it's not a like overall glitch. It's like little localized little glitches. Hot spots. So you think there's a glitch in the matrix? Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Dear God, could they please glitch me to like the one universe where like I'm more like Brad Pitt and <laughs> things are a little bit different for me? Yeah. I wouldn't be disappointed in that. Okay, I didn't want to bring this up, but yeah. now I'm going to have to. <laughs> um, you need to cut your hair. Oh, Jesus. Well, let me. He's well, in the awkward growing it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 Did I you don't. tell him? No, yeah. no. What? That's fantastic. <sighs> don't, don't do this. For, for, for those of you who are listeners, it's, just just know that just I, turn it off I have I have. I have beautiful golden locks that these these bold aging gentlemen are jealous of. I want to qualify. We're talking about the guys on the other side of the table. Yeah. I, I got hair. Okay. I feel like I need to qualify my statement. It's not fantastic great. It's fantastic. Okay. Do you feel like you resemble that person with your hair? Not your, at all. I don't know who that guy is. Okay, well. Let me ask, fellas, does Jason resemble just slightly? One hundred percent as his twin brother. <laughs> I mean, there's a slight, maybe a slight. Yeah, slight. We're, we're both white. Well, we you, both have have like the, you have like the curls, the curly kinda, golden locks, you know. Okay, because yeah. that's uh, Dylan Butler. He's the Iowa school shooter. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, maybe, 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 maybe a trim. All right, so, All right I, so hold on. Are you saying he's from a, a different universe and then found himself in this universe? No. Hold on. And so since we're doing that, Chris. Oh, here it comes. Game on. Chris. Chris is pulling up. Jason's pulling up a picture of Gollum right now. You look like Gollum. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be that mean. I would. Yeah. But out. it's most certainly. <laughs> Mr. Clean. The classic. Yeah. No, you, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, so so I am in I am in a weird stage right now, and and uh, so my my newest uh, like topic of discussion has has been with with the female side uh, about having so much respect for something that we as men almost never encountered in our lives because like I, I'm in this awkward stage of growing my hair out where like I'm not happy with the length right now it's not doing what I want to do eventually I want to do a top knot and have the whole thing but but it 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 takes freaking commitment. I'm I'm, I'm two and a half years into this thing. Yeah. Two and a half years now, into this no, thing. Tell me your problems about growing hair. Man, I'm really feeling Yeah, that. <laughs> it's crazy. And so like, there really does come a, a period where you're like, I just want to curl up in a ball and just wait until it's ready. Like, Wow, you're really going through it with this hair thing. No, I am. I'm committed to it. Be, because no, I mean like emotionally, like you're oh, going yeah. through it right now. Yeah, 100%. But I, I think it's important uh, for me to do it in, in for two reasons. One, in, in honor of those that cannot. So, so really, I'm I'm just at the front line for for those like yourself, yeah. uh, just trying to you know stand out there and and show what we what we could have in, a, in an alternate could, universe. Maybe you should change your profile picture to like the color blue, like to stand with your bald. Brothers. See, I like that. I like that. I like that. I'm sure there's some sort of custom profile ring. Or there's got to be something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Virtual. Symphony. But but it it is it is tough right now, man. I, I I'm I'm wearing a lot of beanies and yeah. just keeping it under wraps until it gets to where See, I want I it to get. You to. having a top knot? I did, but so was, that was the that was the first uh, addition, and then I I had an undercut on the sides. Okay. So then when I went in and, and I was like, hey, I I told my my stylist, I said, hey, I want to I want to grow this whole thing out. Jesus. I'm getting made fun of because I have a stylist instead of a barber. Uh, when you've got golden locks like this, you've got to have you a stylist. You just don't trust it to anybody. <laughs> yeah, you can't. 
Can't and just, uh, so yeah, so they they said that I I had to start over. So then I had to cut the whole damn thing down and start over. Man. So. Are you like having to put special stuff in? To, oh like, yeah, help it grow? I, got, I got a whole freaking trimming routine. the split ends yeah. and all that sort of it's stuff. Crazy, the amount of commitment to do this, the it's amount of commitment to do this to get made fun of by a bald dude yeah. is is not an equal. <laughs> made fun of? Okay, hold on. I'm looking out for you. <laughs> you just said I look like the the Minnesota shooter, or whatever Iowa? it was. Bro, okay, fellas, if I look like a school shooter, please tell me. <laughs> please tell me. I thought I was looking out. I apologize. I mean, I apologize. The stats are, you know, serial yeah. killers are more often white males, so we're all in that category. You know? Yeah, Jason, you better hope that the serial killer community doesn't start doing the top knots because oh, I know. And then you're screwed. Yeah, really then I'll be screwed. Do you have to have a samurai sword? Uh, you don't have to, but it, it does definitely help with. Let's, it, let's, let's be honest. That's where you got the idea, right? Oh, hundred percent. Last samurai. Yep. Does yeah. the stylus yeah. recommend a samurai sword? Uh, yeah. What does your stylus say about samurai swords? Uh, <laughs> Uh, they they say that they're dangerous and you sh you should be careful. With now, do you have multiple stylists? Or are you respecting someone's pronouns? Uh, I am. Res I I have one stylist. With, okay. with constitutional carry, do you think like you're a bigger badass with the gun on the hip or like the swords on the hip? What do you What do you guys think? Yeah. Oh, I I, like I aesthetically, yeah, like what's yeah. a better look? Like walking Ooh, down swords. the street, Samurai are you like sword. swords are much more badass. Yeah, if yeah, you put 100%. like a baby on your back with a mirror on its head. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. If, if you're if you're asking which person <laughs> that you're more scared of, it is most certainly the person wielding a sword on a sidewalk. And if it's a stroller, you got to have the. But not in not in 2023 because that guy's like an anime guy who like. Screws a pillow every night that looks like, like the guys walking around with swords now are like, yeah, but that's the dude that's going to kill you. No, that's fair. Like that's fair. The, the guy with the guns, like just don't step in my in my space. Right. The guy with the swords, Anime like guys. I'm here to do something weird. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna do that weird fast step run thing. Right. Yeah. Right. And then like jump and yeah, yeah. Anime guy's gonna kill us all. Yeah. But that's an alternate universe. In an alternate universe. Yeah. So the latest one, the latest Mandela effect has revolved around the uh, Fruit of the Loom logo. Toucan Sam? All the Those are Fruit Loops. Ah, damn it. Grapes and apples and... What are the what's the fruit coming Wait, out of? You, what fruit of the loom? Nothing's coming out of anything. It's just it's oh, like oh, the underwear. Thanksgiving cone thing. Cornucopia. Yeah. Not now. No, there never was. Okay, so there was a big argument about whether or not the Fruit of the Looms logo has a cornucopia. It's not Thanksgiving. It's I remember it having a cornucopia. You remember it having a cornucopia. You don't. No. This went so far as Fruit of the Loom posted the history of our logos on their website. No cornucopia. One TikTok user, however, said, okay, bet. Start digging through all her old clothes. Found a Fruit of the Loom T-shirt with the cornucopia on the logo. You mean like they added it to the shirt and then posted it on TikTok? Themselves? No, different universe. Different universe. No, well, I think okay. So in terms of the Mandela effect thing, in this one, I think it's a brilliant marketing by Fruit of the Loom. Like here we are talking about Fruit of the Loom. Right. What are the odds right. we ever bring up Fruit of the Loom? Right. You know, they're like the worst underwear company that's out there. What's your favorite underwear company? Honest to God. No, the, lie to me. They're, like my like when you said you voted for me. I I was saying I <laughs> voted for you in spirit. In spirit. In spirit. Yeah, so what underwear do you wear in spirit? It, it's called it's called Saks. 
Have you come across these yet? Fifth Avenue. So you have a stylist and you shop in the Fifth Avenue. No, 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 no. The market is doing good. Not Saks Fifth Avenue. Past Third Street. S S A X X. Have you not come across these? No, bro. So okay, so so they they are the originators of what they call. I can't believe we're talking about this on the podcast. It's gonna something about holding your sack. It's gonna be like yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. So, so, so they, they, I know where this is going. They <laughs> built, uh, they built a pocket, and they call it the the ballpark pa- uh, pouch. The ballpark pouch. Yep. Come and here. and so you've got these like side pieces that literally just about? create a pocket for all of the goods. Yeah. And. So instead of everything just like, like one pocket down, or three, but that's the thing, they they have they have a second edition which separates. Oh, okay, okay, smart, mind blowing. Yeah, smart. Like you 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 like it you, doesn't wouldn't work for me. This is like those uh, shoes that like have your toes on. Yes, yes. monkey toes. Yeah, yes. monkey toe shoes. Mind blowing. I'm okay. telling you, you put them on one time and you'll be like, I'll never wear another. What if pair you just have one ball? That, do they have the same thing? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, 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 you just have the a little bit more room. Three balls. So you're telling us you're bald and you only have one ball? Three and balls, two dicks. You're you not buy a serial killer. <laughs> I was great. I, I, I love the fact that I like confessed to having one ball, and every guys were like, "Yeah, yeah, but this underwear." <laughs> oh, I, I, I think that's great. I think you're more aerodynamic. <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had a one calculus professor, face, the cyclist dude. He has one ball. Yeah. But he had his removed because of cancer. I, I had a prof- well, I had a teacher who had that. I had a, like we had a that sh- that was a. Whoa, whoa, whoa! How did you know that your teacher only had one? But whoa, because they would sit down. They would sit down, and the, cl- the whole like junior class had to go to this guy, all the men, and listen. Here's your talk about you need to have your testicles checked for testicular cancer because let me tell you, fellas, bro, you were I being groomed. One. Well, maybe. I'll let you. There's a lot. I'll let Chair Busco High School, Medi. There's a lot to unpack here. I'm just going to leave it alone. Though. That's brutal. My uncle only has one testicle. Yeah. Yep. He lost it in a basketball game. Mm. Somebody, like a had a, somebody had a, a, a hangnail. No. no. And they like they fouled him and they caught him. And he went home that night and he was like, oh, like I'm pretty sore. Woke up the next morning. His left testicle was the size of a grapefruit. Had to go to the hospital. Wow. Damn. It's not really that I have one so much. Is it's it's like a I tennis you were ball? Joking. No, it's like a tennis ball and a marble. Well, that's not one. But this this that's, one doesn't. We work. all have that. The no, marble doesn't work. <laughs> we all have that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, no, nobody, nobody's testicles are the same yeah. size left and right. They're not. Str- they're not evenly positioned. One's always up. Do you know why? Do you know why though? I actually, I actually think had we had Saks underwear back in the day, I think that's an evolutionary trait. I think because of like us sitting. And, By the way, Saks is not a sponsor of this show. I just want to make it that. Sh- it should be. You're Saks right. is a crack. Right. They're getting all this fucking free advertising. Yeah, they should be. You're absolutely well, right. Well, there's other brands that have the compartment thing. Yes. But are, they're the original. But, but Saks, Saks was the first that. to come out with it. Yeah. Yep. But I actually think that's an evolutionary thing. I think we've evolved so that so that the the. To one ball. What has happened with our podcast? So that the the hey, we got balls. What can the, I say? The well, testicles can actually sit well, on top yeah. of each other. I they mean, they can be in line. <laughs> so Mandela effect. He holder of two balls. Um, we don't know that. We don't know this. Okay. That, that's a hard. So a couple assumption. things I think here. One dimensional collision or. Psyop. 
You change, you change, you get people to buy the lie on a little level. Shazam. You know, you change history on these little levels. Logos, right? Books. You're just making these little changes to to see if you can do it, right? Cultural manipulation. Can we get the culture to buy into our lie? You can't start with the big lie, right? But if you work the little lies. Well, you you used to be able to. You used to be able to. It's harder now. There's more people. I mean, there are people that make that argument about things like the Bible, right? That it, like they rewrote the history of the Israeli people in the Bible. Like it's not actually like historical. And then you get the crowd that's like, no, this is 100% inerrant historical. But are, are you talking about Torah or are you talking about Bible? Both. Okay. I haven't heard the, that about the Torah, but there's a whole exegenetical argument about the translation was intentionally manipulated. And words like Jew versus Judean were intentionally used in order like, to change Was arguments. Genesis written pre-exile or post-exile? There's a whole debate. There you go. And if it's written pre versus post, then there's a big difference. To, to your point, I, I actually I actually feel like the the idea of perception like leans into this like whether or not they're they're trying to like hide things or whatever. If you if you get far enough away from the origination of a story or, or an idea, right? You get far enough away, it's, it's always going to be altered. And then eventually, if you get far enough away, there, there's almost zero ability to fact check it. And then it's just whatever you're being told. Now, right? you think that's intentional or you think that's just a telephone game? Just well, this, this naturally happens with like human beings. Like As a guy who, like, our legal system depends on eyewitness testimony. Eyewitness testimony is the most unreliable form of evidence that there is. Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> The your brain only can remember certain amounts of information. They've done all the studies. You've all heard about it. Guy walks in the door. You ask the people what they saw, and you'll get twenty different versions about what right. happened. But even more than that, like the way that you recall memory, you're thinking of a picture that's in your head, and every time you pull it back out, like you usually lose a little bit over time. But I think the bigger issue is how do you get the whole broader society to go into like the same one idea? That's the hard part. But yeah, like memory recall and like distorting the stuff, that happens. And like that's science. But how do you get one culture to agree to like one singular version? That's the real thing. Right. So like how does the Shazam thing work? We're three guys who grew up in three different areas of the country in a time where there wasn't a shared culture, right? I mean, it was a monoculture. We all watched a lot of the same things. You had less right now. I mean, the four of us are watching probably a hundred different things on different streaming platforms. We listen to different things, except for the Freedom Cats podcast found on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back when there were five TV stations, sure, or, or even just cable, right? right. Even then, you like it was all the same stuff. So right. we all have this memory of this movie. Yeah. How could we all have a fake memory? I get that the whole like eyewitness testimony thing, but like it's probably the chemtrails, you know. I don't know. I think I I don't know, Jody. What do you think? Uh, I I don't think we have a fake memory. I don't think that's what happens. I think the the event occurred. Um, whatever the event, if it's a shared memory, it occurred, right? Right. And then people trying to change it, it comes down to the psyop part of this. Right, there's all these different tools and things where people don't want you to remember something, or they, they, they build a false memory over that memory, where it's almost like a, a repressive action, where you know they associate that thing with something terrible. So they, you're like, don't think about that terrible thing, and this memory is tied to it. So you kind of 
repress yeah. it, put it in the garbage data bucket. Right. So. Travis, let me lean on your legal knowledge for a second. Because there was also a movie that came out around the same time called Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal as a genie. Really? Yeah. So could there have been a, this is a, this is pre-internet or at least internet's at its like, you know, it's not even in its infant stage. It's at it, you know, it's a, it's a embryonic it's, stage. Now just a spelling, just, just for my own. K-A-Z-A-M. All right. So it's not like cuz, like what's up cuz? It's. That is it's so good. Like Get, yeah. It's more but like yeah. cuz am. And then the better. other one's SH. So the other one's SH versus K. Yeah. So what if there's some sort of legal proceeding, copyright infringement, or like a you know, you you knew our movie was coming out, so you threw your movie together. We sue you. You settle, and part of it is you know, non-disclosure order. agreement, NDAs, you knock it down. Bound to deny that it ever happened. Yeah. Is that what? Are the, what's the likelihood of something like that? It's possible. What's more likely, that or the super collider collided dimensions? And I mean, I've been a party to agreements where there's non disclosures and non confidentialities and agreements to say certain things. So we amicably resolve these things on a fairly regular basis. Like that happens. And like there's proof of that happening all the time. And it's happening on an increasing basis because people don't want their secrets to be known. So. Like the number of testicles on their body, on their body, in their body, in on. it's in, it's in a sense. And then some people try and go lie about it, and then they get called on it. But. Sure. Okay, I I got a proposal here. Let's go. What if it's not an alternate universe? What 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 if it's so so if you. If you if you dive into like trauma responses as with people, our okay. our minds rewrite our historical understanding of those traumatic actions, right? And 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 then unless you go into therapy and you you start opening up doors and like that that shit is is buried and rewritten into a way that will not affect your mind on a regular day-to-day basis. Especially if you're the bad guy, because your mind doesn't let you be the bad guy. You're either the victim or the hero, unless you really dig deep and like do some self-evaluation. So, so what? What if in this situation, I'm not. I'm not saying that Sinbad's Shazam was traumatic. a traumatic experience, <laughs> but <clears throat> like, what? What if that's like part of it, where just this whole situation, it wasn't that great of a movie, and we watched some other movie that we blended the two worlds together, and then we rewrote these two shitty scripts into something completely different, where we go. Sinbad's a genie, and but that's never actually what it was. Does that make was, sense? Was like, Shaquille O'Neal a genie? He, yes. he was in Kazam. So, so was it just like Sinbad was more popular and we swapped Sinbad for Shaquille O'Neal maybe? I can't imagine a world where Sinbad was more popular than Shaquille O'Neal. I, I, I don't remember. But see, like I also remember Sinbad at some point in time doing a stand-up in... It, but it had nothing to do with being a genie, but his dress attire mm. was uh, was very flashy, and and it, and it looked as if the way I would picture a genie. But like, sure. or but, but, him, but, yeah, he had that, like, like, that like an yeah, yeah, yes. shirt but, and yes, yes, all of yes, us? Yes, yes. Yes. But, all but of like, us? But that's my point. Like may, maybe we 
just in our heads, like maybe this is this is where there's like a higher power that that like protects us from shitty things. If there's a higher power that protects me from shitty things and it chose sin, <laughs> Shazam, I'm not. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm upset. I'm, 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 how does the K get switched to the S? He's probably looking out for the universe, not just, just the universe. Yeah. Okay, because right. Shazam sounds way better than Kazam. Yeah, there's an inevitability in the timeline where if. Shazam exists, yeah. the universe just implodes. Well, like quantum physics, like opens up the idea of pretty cool stuff. Multiple universes and parallel universes, and well, they they definitely make an argument that um, all of this, when you get down to little tiny bits, is based on data. And yeah. As soon as you get into that world where it's like, okay, none of this actually exists. It's all just a matrix-like VR experience. That gets a little mind-bending. Sure. It's just vibrating strings, man. It's a a wild thought. But then, then, I mean, there's the argument that there's multiple uh, parallel and concurrent, concurrently evolving experiences. And ours is actually the most, like our individual experience, this whole thing was built for us. Like this whole experience is built for me to play. And so for each one of us, we play this unique experience and we're all part of a collective mind. So we all just come to this as different perspectives of the collective mind. And it's like, what? Stop. That's craziness. I got another idea on the the Sinbad Shaquille switch. Since you brought up one more saw in me, no longer liking black people. Is this like a <laughs> what cultural? About, what is this like a Asians? cultural like racism type thing? Like all black, they, like we swapped the two black guys. All the white people did. Is that a possibility? So like we we because they've done studies inserted, on that too. We inserted light skin Sinbad to replace dark skin in sort of like a universal. Yeah, but they, we did a terrible job because Will Smith just played a genie. If that's the case. Well, did he or did he not? Oh, we'll see. No, he did. I In 50 that. years, we'll find out. Are we sure? I thought that was Sinbad. <laughs> <laughs> Sinbad in Aladdin. Okay, so I just I just did a little bit of research while we were sitting here. So on Reddit, there, there's like a whole there's a whole thread about this, of course. And and shout they, out to Reddit. They yeah, shout out to Reddit. They do say, at least in this one Reddit thread, that they they believe it was the blending of two different movies. So there was there was a shitty. A uh, 46-minute TV-only movie or show that Sinbad did called Aliens for Breakfast. Yeah, I remember, couldn't tell you. Well, you, do, you do remember it. You think Sinbad was a genie. And and they say this is, this is the movie that we've blended with Kazam to believe that Sinbad played a genie in a movie. Huh. But how does like the whole society make that mistake? I don't know. Like, that's you can't tell me that many people saw Aliens for breakfast. Uh, I agree, especially if it's only forty six minutes. Sure, this is the psyop part, and Aliens for breakfast is just not a great title. Yeah, they made that up after the fact. It's, it's very forgettable. Right. That yeah. that movie that movie came after the conspiracy. What are other, what else is going down? I mean, we've mined this, Jody. Yeah, this is supposed to be the conspiracy hour. Well, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey if toes. you don't feel like if you don't feel like you're getting your money's worth here, pal. <laughs> Did you pay me for the soup? No. No, but it's sponsorship. It's good. It is really good. So soup. It, I once you get into the the whole like search for the Higgs boson and like I'm sorry the what the that God particle. The large oh. hydrogen collider, that was the whole point of it, right? 
now you're in a world where I really enjoy talking about this stuff. So it's it's a uh, strap in, boys. Yeah, so, no, it's it's fun, and I could see us doing a whole episode on this crazy mind bending stuff. Let's go there. Uh, you guys really want to do that, or do you want to talk about you know us entering World War Three, a civil war? I um, mean, we we've gone from Sinbad to. Genies to we testicles. go back to the balls too. What's more likely? Balls? What's more likely in your mind? Uh, World War Three or the Civil War Part Two? Uh, I think they're. I think it's, they're both. World War Three is actually. I mean, depends how you define it. But we're in a world war. We just attacked uh, Houthi rebels in Yemen. Right. Right. So it's like as soon as we start engaging. Yeah, but if you're gonna go that route, like the United States hasn't not been at war for like all but 12 years of its history. Right. So. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it, you're right. I mean, there's, there's such good arguments that we've been in a perpetual state of world war and it's just this constant. the economy going. It's a fight for the maintenance of the petrodollar. But well, it's the maintenance of our empire. They don't like that. They don't, the, people don't like to talk about the obvious, right? Where, you know, Saudi Arabia and, and, uh, you know, the, the BRICS nations had negotiated a peaceful, uh, position in Yemen. And yeah, we got to shut that down. And then we had to shut that down because we have to maintain the hostility so we can uh, find reasons to justify invading the BRICS countries. But electric cars are woke and we shouldn't do them. Well, there's Definitely actually... Definitely not in Wynonna for the police I've department. I've got a good argument against electric cars. I mean, I know, I mean, I, I think Elon Musk is a genius and he's proven time and time again he likes to do the impossible. He's, he's redefining the boundaries like, of what one individual can do. But when you look at the componentry of these vehicles and the sheer waste that comes from it and where we have to source this stuff from and the terrible conditions yeah. of the people who are mining all this. I'm like, okay, I mean, what area is this a good thing overall from a systemic standpoint? I mean, I, I get it. Teslas are probably really fun to drive and own. You know, they're kind of the kitschy thing right now, but... As opposed to the sweatshops in like the Southeast Asia where hundreds of workers die every year. I, exactly. It's like when you start looking at the calculus of what is actually green what's what's good and what's bad yeah i mean you have to where do you draw the bookends it's like do you draw it at where you got the car from the car dealership well yeah then everything can start to look pretty good you don't have to worry about the terrible conditions that actually were used to make the thing right yeah okay so where do you guys want to start let's go world war three world war three okay so, so how does it start you're saying it already started. It's, it, that, but that's just us. So is it an escalation of the proxy war that has been occurring in the Ukraine for the last, what, five years? Yes. So that's where we have to have a kind of a semantics uh, autopsy, right? So why were we in Ukraine? What was the purpose of the Ukrainian conflict? Uh, the UN wanted to expand its reach into Ukraine. The Na Na other, NATO, not the NATO. NATO, excuse me, NATO, thank you. Gotcha. Um, and Russia has said, no, that's not our, you're too close to our border. And so Russia, def what it would consider defends it, is defending its border against Western aggression, which frankly, to a certain level, I completely understand, right? If there was an, I don't know, an Axis organization. Like that, if somebody that, put missiles in Cuba. You know, sure. Or, That's a great parallel argument to be honest with you. Yeah, but we didn't invade Cuba. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> we, we, we didn't bomb them. We failed. No, we, we, we invaded them. Bay of Pigs was a failed invasion it was of Cuba. It was such a, and it was yeah, something where I was like, okay, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. They do it anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah, we don't have a very good when when you take a uh, very subjective, objective sorry objective look at our history well, and the motivations of the conflicts over the last however many years. When you're saying, yeah, we've been in World War Three since the Cold War. Yeah, our, our, I think anybody almost. outside of you know the people who want to be in the um, they want to promote themselves as nationalists or patriots outside of that group. If you look at it, it doesn't. We don't actually have a very good. Um, platform to defend. What comes down to you believe in like maintaining the empire, which we are, through brute force and military strength, or do you believe in diplomacy and economic stuff? And we've kind of used a mix of both, but we got a hell of a stick. So, <laughs> so we there's there's a there's a very interesting way to engage in this discussion. One is. What is our overarching and consistent moral and ethical purpose? Like, why is it better that we run everything? Oh, I'm not saying you can be, have a good empire or a, or a not as evil empire. <laughs> There's a spectrum, right? Right. Like, I, I have friends from Peru, and they live in Peru, and they're like, you know, I would much rather be dominated by the Americans than the Chinese. But that's the reality. Like, it's either going to be the America or China. We'd rather have America. That's right. And that's one way to engage the argument. It's like... We don't have the option of not doing anything because we don't want to be taken over by a different force. So we have to maintain our dominance and our strategy. But then if we're going to do that, how do we defend the actions that we're taking, right? What's a, Because right now we're not, from my perspective, there hasn't been a lot of transparency in the motivations of the actions we're taking. It's always some, you know, the Ukrainian conflict was because Russia's bad. Russia was just maintaining the agreements that were in place. Right. And we kept violating and violating. Yeah, like, hey, there's been a buffer country all along our border, and now you're trying to take one away. And they've been pretty clear about that. But, you know, there's got to be, there has to be repercussions when one party is violating an agreement. And Russia's uh, response to, actually, they could have responded much more aggressively and much more holistically, but I think they tried to be as targeted as possible to minimize the, um, the expanding of the conflict into an actual hot war globally. And I think they did a... I'm not defending Russia. Not a, not a Russia. It kind of sounds like... Comrades, that. listen, I am not defending Russians. So... Fucking Comrade Claypool over here. Jeez, <laughs> when, I, when I pulled into the driveway, I had to park on the left. Well, one of us lived literally right next door to Russia. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, been to Russia. Oh, really? Absolutely. I What'd can you see think? Russia from my front door. You know, that's... It's, okay, here we go. We're going to get into that real quick. <laughs> you can... She didn't say that. Uh, she just said you could see... You know, you could see Russia from Alaska, and you can. That was it. That's all she said. On a clear day. On a clear day from the westernmost coast of Alaska, you can look across the Bering Sea, and you can see the lights of Russian cities. Oh, I, What's I, that I, little I, island that's between Alaska and that Russian peninsula? Isn't there a little island, there a little is, cluster yeah, of land right I there? Yeah, what it's I know what you're talking about. There's the, well, there's the Aleutian Islands, and there's like one guy over yeah, there. Yeah, there's one little, yeah. yeah. I, n- I never claimed that she was inaccurate. It's just a cute little fun thing to say. It's like it's like selling your horse, you know. That's fair. She was she was actually a fun candidate while she was in. The idea of civil war scares me more than World War Three because World War Three is over there. Scares like the consequences are like more likely to happen. Um, well, I think the I think the I think the civil war. And I could be completely wrong, obviously, but I think that the civil war in this country will remain cultural. I think that we're not as bold in our actions as we are our rhetoric. 
I agree with you a hundred percent on that. You know, I think that, you know, you'll get guys, you know, um, uh, the immediate thing that comes to mind is like there was, uh, on January 6th, not this, you know, but three or four years ago, there was this girl that came out of the Capitol and she'd been maced and she was like, you know, she's crying and, and she's really upset, obviously, because she's a base and she, her, her words, not exact quote, but her words were, you know, they pepper sprayed me. We were just trying to revolt. And I, so I think that piece, I think that speaks to a large Porsche, a large gr- amount of people. They'll, cause we, you guys know you you run across it. You know, we are a culture of keyboard warriors and people don't want to know what it's like to get popped in the face anymore. So they'll say whatever the hell is on their mind because they're not afraid of getting popped in the face. That's right. And so I think people, I think that energy rules the day. People will say, but don't have the balls. Yeah. Brought it back. To actually actually fulfill that rhetoric. I 100% agree. I I take it even a step farther with like when it comes to protesting, which some of you may know I've I've participated in some of that. Uh, Back when you liked black people. Right, right. Well, still love them. The... (laughs) There's you know. your there's your camp there's your campaign you, slogan. You, you Travis McConnell, <laughs> black people? Question mark. Still love them. There it you is. Talk about beating a dead horse that just got sold. Uh, hey, <laughs> just bringing it back. Hey, people right. aren't willing to go through the suffering phase of things. I firmly believe yeah, you, you have to go through a suffering phase to get to like the jubilation phase. Like you don't get the civil rights agreement unless you get spit on at the lunch counter. Yeah. Unless you actually go out protest and go through the suffering right. phase, you don't. It doesn't propel actual action. And people aren't willing to go through that phase as much anymore on a large scale or to come together and do a large scale movement. Some, some people are, but like that percentage is smaller and smaller. I think it's like a bread and circuses thing. People are comfortable. It's the whole yeah. like you look yeah. at your neighbor and they're like, well, you know, I'm doing fine. And yeah, they're, 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 they're hurting today, but I'm fine. Well, I'm I like, think well you're, you're seeing, fine now, but you're not fine now. Yeah. And for yeah, those who 100%. did, for, who, and for those who did, act on their words, again, bringing it back to January 6th, the the hammer, that the federal large hammer that is coming down on a great many of those is an attempt to deter further action. Yeah, but there was always the hammer. There's always the hammer. I think what is... It's it's not just the not being willing to go through the suffering phase. Maybe it's a consequence of like the microwave generation. You expect to go do the one revolt on January the 6th and have immediate change. That's not how social change works. There has to be a sustained movement over an extended period of time yeah. before the change happens. So We're not people, built for that. People are willing to do the outrage. They're not willing to do the movement. Hey, what's going on? It's Chris. I'm here with Stefan. Bro, we need to talk about this messed up thing you did to me this week. What's that? You know what you did, but let's tell them. <laughs> I'm sitting at the office. Stefan sends me this picture of a turkey bacon BLT. Looks like the best freaking sandwich I've ever seen in my life. So I, I don't remember that you've got two locations. So I run down to the Warsaw location to get the delicious burger, or excuse me, sandwich. Wasn't there, but I still got a good pizza. Hoplor, go spot. Your two yep. locations. Hoplor up in Leesburg. Yep, historic uh, mill location. Uh, 110-year-old feed mill. Pretty cool little spot. Super chill. Super chill. Incredible menu. Or w- go spot here in Warsaw. 
Yeah, GoSpot, new idea. Uh, we are hosting uh, guest chefs and food trucks uh, for about a three-month stint, uh, bringing you a new menu every three months that way. Unbelievable. I just recently had the pizza. Incredible. Incredible Door Die pizza. does it up Door right. Die, Door Die pizza this month, so good. Stefan, if I want to know where which menu is which, so I go to the right spot, where can I find you? Yeah, you can uh, actually find all our menus at hoplore.com. Uh, both the menus for the uh, the original, the mill location, as well as the new ghost spot here in Warsaw. Uh, you can find us physically located at 100 South Old State Road 15. That's the mill uh, in Leesburg. And then 307 West Market Street here in Warsaw, Indiana. Best food, best beer you're going to find. Hoplore Brewing, two locations, Leesburg and Warsaw, the ghost spot, Warsaw. Check them out. Check them out on the web. Absolutely. You can always reach out to us by Facebook as well, uh, Instagram, and uh, all the other socials. Boomin. Boomin. 100%. I think that's yeah. a great point. Now, the question is, is the apathy and complacency um, just a giant psyop? Is that been intentionally built into our society to prevent those independent thinkers and those passionate people who do have the wherewithal to sustain the movement from existing no I, I think it's just the the top percentage is learned over time how much like okay we got to placate the next class down a little bit more because here's where we drew the line and then like you know we got our heads cut off here's where we drew the line and then like oh, we got to keep moving the line up a little and we're still doing more better way better than everybody else but we do have to give them a little bit more take the boot off the neck a little bit yeah i agree with you 100 you mean historically they've gotten better right. at societal control i, I agree with you 100 percent yeah so we're you were asking about World War III versus Civil War. I think I think there's a bit of hand in hand coordinating, global coordinating going on. So typically, when you're in, when you're officially engaged in uh, a hot war, you close down the borders. So that's important, right? Because you want to know exactly who's in your country, right? You don't want to have like a a guerrilla insurgency pop up, and so we're in kind of a unstated World War III, and there's all this kind of new-aged war um, war tactics being employed in our country. There's there's the, you know, the cyber attacks, there's the information attacks, and there's this mass migration of people who aren't from our country into our country. I think that's all tactical. I think these are tactical plays that are being... But we're also trying to shut that down. So you're saying, like, we're preparing for World War III? I, I think... Um, I think those go hand in hand. I think the uh, mass migration into world uh, into our nation right now is a play to affect the census base. So you know these people are moving to areas that are, you know, whatever red, urban areas. Yeah, and so even though they they don't officially have a vote, they affect the census, which will they're gonna they're going to be represented as more Democrat. So that affects the actual number of representatives that are in those areas that could eventually affect how our country votes. And those people don't have a vested uh, interest in our country. So they're going to, because we're a, a constitutional republic, they're going to advocate for those principles that take resources and and uh, the things that our country has built up and ship them out of the country. So I think- What if we a, actually made a way for them to stay here so they could become invested? I think that's a bad idea. I think I think the one way to ensure it is to make sure that the laws, as broken as they are, that are on the books right now, are maintained. And then if we, like you said, 
uh, over time, if we decide we want to address this, we build out the legal uh, options for them so, to come in. So here's the thing, right? We have a labor shortage still. Okay. And there's lots of laborers that want to work in the U.S. They yeah, that's like, not how it works. Come here. That's not how it like works. Provided a way for people to come here. That's how it's worked since our history. We're a country of immigrants, pioneers. Right. Yeah. Right? We, did, we didn't artificially ship people to this country. No, they came. Yeah, we didn't artificially ship them to no. the country, right? So it's yeah. like there needs to be some sort of there's, procedure. There's a way for people yeah. to come into the country legally. Yeah, not the vast majority of people. I have an immigration attorney in my office. If you're, there, there, there's like you got, I can tell you the five ways to come to the country legally from outside the country, and they apply to less than ten percent of the world's population. Probably less than five percent. Okay, so, so that's still a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Still a lot of people. What are we up to? Like nine billion, eight billion. Okay, so five percent of nine billion. I, I, I I think that's plenty of folks who can go the legal route. The border thing, the border thing, confuses me right now because there's so much misinformation. You have you have Democrats, the president saying, we've been trying to open, we've been trying to close the border. Congress and Senate won't let it happen. Congress won't let it happen, and Congress is screaming, close the border. Who's full of shit? They're all full of shit. Yeah. Well, they're all, sorry, they're <laughs> all right. full of shit. That's right. They're That's all right. full of shit. Yeah, you know, there you go. Well, so we have, and so just recently, the Texas has deployed the National Guard in direct opposition to the federal forces, the federal uh, forces that are basically allowing people to come in to prevent them, to prevent the federal forces from allowing people to come in. So that is a really, really dangerous uh, event when you have uh, the Texas forces, which are doing the legal thing. They're maintaining our boundary, our border. Yeah. Texas versus the feds, I'm Texas every time. Oh, for sure. And so, but that's, that is a very dangerous uh, event because that could, that could escalate out of control. Don't mess with Texas. Well, listen, Texas is a sovereign state, part of a united, part of a union. And Texas has a God-given constitutional right to protect its borders as a, as a sovereign state. And if the federal government is stepping on those rights as a state, feds are wrong. Well, the state of Texas doesn't necessarily get to protect its own, like, national, doesn't get to protect the national border, though. They're just enforcing federal law. Right. Like they haven't made their own separate laws. They're just actually enforcing that's the right. That's so, right. You, you, yeah. so a federal border supersedes a state border in your mind. Well, if you remember back to your history class, federalism, the U.S. government is supreme to the state governments in certain areas, according to our Constitution. One of those is maintaining our national borders. And technically speaking, anybody who is providing services and transportation in the harbor of these illegal immigrants is doing a treasonous act. That's that's human trafficking. Yeah. So all these people are, you know, busing, knowingly busing these people around, or knowingly traffic, or helping these people get into the country. They're they're actually doing something treasonous, and it's a terrible thing to do because well, I, I don't. You think know how you can undercut all of that? Make a legal way for those people to come that costs like two thousand bucks. But these people, and you can Travis, come. That's but, less than you pay the coyotes. But Travis, these a lot, a great portion of these folks are not here for the altruistic American dream stuff. Like we're seeing you, and you know this probably better than any of us. You know, we're seeing pounds of fentanyl being being taken by our law enforcement off the streets. Pounds. Where is it coming from? Those people aren't coming and staying here and working. Those aren't the people I'm talking about. Okay, but Those people are going to come either way. You were talking about, but what you are talking about is uh, changing how we currently 
control the will legally control the influx of people into the country. Right. Make a way for the legal people to come. That way we know the rest of them are illegal and put the hammer down on them. Okay, so the fixing the broken system is a separate conversation than the mass illegal migration of people. So the first thing to do they're, is they're to intertwine. No, no, have no, but I have, to, I have to stop the dam. I have to stop the broken dam before I can sit down and have a discussion about the arc, how we can rebuild it and its architectural values. I have to stop the water from flowing in before I need to worry about its architectural, how we can fix it for the future. Right. But what I'm saying is the easiest and best way to fix that, because you can stand in front of a waterfall and put, keep building walls and they're going to keep getting knocked down. Or you can take part the water that's the part that's the legal part and uh-huh. divert it through the door and then actually stop the bad ones. Like it, that's how you can stop it is make a way for the legal people who aren't the problem over here and then focus on the part that matters. The real way to fix this problem is mass deportations and get rid of any incentives for anybody to be here illegally. Any incentives. That's the easiest way to stop it, too, is like make actual like e-verify everywhere and enforce it against the employers. But and nobody wants to the, do that the, because yeah, now you're punishing employers. There's a big virtue problem, though, because very quickly you're going to see a lot of YouTube videos of old women crying and, you know, kids crying because, you know, they're here. That's like, you, can, you can go to Chicago Immigration Court like, or any immigration court. It's like grabbing a lady who just broke into a bank vault and she's crying because she's pulling out, you're pulling her out of a safe with a double bag full of money. It's like, yeah, sorry, you broke the law. So if, it's going to suck for you. If you want to see that, you don't have, that's that's not in the future. That's go to immigra- any immigration court. It's women and children, children with no attorneys because you don't get an attorney in immigration court and we're removing a five-year-old from the country. Like that happens. Okay, well, like, I, I've been there. Like, you can go up to sh- any immigration court, and you'll way, see that on a daily a way basis. Way to solve that is don't yeah. come into the country illegally. So, that's, I'm sure the five year olds was their idea. Well, that's their parents' responsibility. I mean, there's not really there's a more prescient um, uh, local and urgent issues that affect the actual American citizens because of this mass migration, and I think we're we have to be cognizant of protecting the country first, make sure the country is strong enough to be able to sustain a migration of people into the country legally and the kind of people we want to have in the country. I'm I'm just going to, I I have a lot of opinions here, but I I much uh, prefer to listen to the the debate. Historically, I, I find it a little ironic that in the year 2024, all of a sudden we need to lock down immigration When if you simply just say, how'd we end up here? We go, because of a mass migration of people that didn't fucking belong. They weren't allowed to be here. And we said, screw it, we're going to go anyways. And then we came and then we said, but you can't come because we're here. It seems extremely hypocritical that our entire country, our entire country was built on illegal mass immigration. And the society that was here didn't sustain it. Most of them are dead now. And then now all of a sudden, because you're here, you're here, and you're here, we go, hold on a second. And and I go, screw all, like, whether you agree with with the immigration laws or not, it's extremely hypocritical because we shouldn't be here at all. Right, right. Well, you're going to run into that anytime you do this hindsight exercise. Right, you could do it in any topic. You could do it in medicine. You could do it in literature. You could do it anytime you go back from the like founding of whatever. 
you're going to have huge lessons learned where somebody's going to look like a hypocrite or people made really terrible decisions. That's literally the history of our globe, right? So yes, we came over, you know, we did terrible things to the native population, which, you know, isn't a good look for the, the people that did it at the time, but we are in a different age. We're in 2024. And we do have to look at. Oh, we're still messing with Native Americans. I mean, all right, all right. Standing Rock was a couple Listen, years ago. Uh, no, you're I reservation. We, I'm not putting yeah. myself in that group. Yeah. I'm not messing with. You're 100 right. You're 100 right. Um, we conquered. We're not the first conquerors. We're not the last conquerors. And it's it's not it's not pretty. But but but, but the the only re, the only reason that that those that are so up in arms about the immigration structure currently is from fear of being conquered. No, it has to do everything with just mag, mass migration, well, at least from my standpoint, mass migration mechanics. The current uh, conditions aren't sustainable. It's just, right, right. you well, can't no, have but, a mass but that, migration. But that's like my this. point. It's not yeah. sustainable. So what happens, what happens if this trajectory continues? Uh, we lose our country. To who? To... Whoever, I mean, get, whoever, you're going to have, you have which, eight different entities coming. Which in a, in a very layman terms could be considered being conquered. Okay. So because you've lost your, so. I so prefer not to be conquered. Yeah. That's so right, the, yeah. On, the only reason that we're, we're, we're like debating this is because we own the property. Yeah. And we go, we don't want to lose it. Yeah. So now we're going to make fucking rules. That's how it works. That's, that's how it works. That's, that's how that's, countries work. Yeah, but then, or we could be more civilized. Yeah, or or, or we, we could, could believe actually, in diplomacy instead of power. Yeah, or or we could and actually be you, like you don't uh, end up losing the country out of a argument for virtue. Okay, it's who do you want to? Who do you want to? You know where I come out on this? Like, I'm, I'm gonna go take a different angle. Yeah, and it might be me and Jody talking again. Sorry, we can not go down this angle. You veto it if you feel like it. I always struggle with like, because we're, we're like very much like empire is how thing goes, right? So as a quote unquote Christian nation, as a Christian myself, like we're supposed to actually be opposed to empire and Christian values are actually power under, not power over. And you never hear anybody talk about that. We're like, no, empire is the way it goes and we're a slave to empire. And there's a whole book of the Bible that's exactly about don't do that. It's revelation about like, don't let Rome take over. And nobody ever talks about that. Like, how do you like Christian values as a Christian nation focus into this? Like, no, we're, we're, we're totally bought into empire and we're going to keep empire going. Empire is the only way to do it. Otherwise we get taken over. Jesus says, be taken over and lay your life down. I think you're straw manning an argument. First of all, you're going to have to figure out who your audience is that you're arguing that this is a Christian nation. This is a constitutional republic. So, no, oh, that that that's a, a, that's an extremely hopeful statement. That that's, that's just the nature. Ex, that's, that's the nature of the extremely hopeful that's statement. That's the nature of our government. We are we're a constitutional republic. That's what it's supposed to be. What is it instead? We we are we are wholeheartedly a religious country, and we are ran on religious values through and through. Otherwise, other otherwise people wouldn't be pissed off when somebody with a different religion ends up on on a state senate or uh the con like we we are a Christian country that is veiled in the idea of diplomacy. There are that's an interesting shot, man. I mean, we we there have are a people. lot of synagogues and mog, mosques in this Christian country. Right, a but, lot of synagogues. But, we, but this but, is but, a country a lot, of, where you have the freedom of religion. And we have people from what? Other, no, we we have the freedom. No, I'm not going to let bigots who are a my bigots be seen as the standard of reaction. 
Okay. It's not, I don't think that's, I don't just don't, I just don't think that's a fair, fair appraisal of what this country so, is. So deep, deep down inside, you genuinely believe you like, and, and I'm just, just asking, yeah. you genuinely believe that, that if, if somebody wanted to practice their non-Christian religion openly and extremely vocally and, and dictate our country's laws not around Christian views, that there is not public pushback. We have, yeah, already we happened. have, yeah, well, yeah, and, 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 and it continues and, 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 to happen. In, in, in Detroit, Michigan, we're opposed exactly, to the exactly. adoption of Sharia law from and, the Islam and, and that's population my coming that's in. my point. Like, right. we we sit here and we go, no, 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 like, we, we love all religions. Again, we accept them all. Here's an interesting, but we don't do that in practice. This is an interesting, uh, but make sure you got the microphone. Up. Sorry, we, we don't do that in practice. So we, we've got an interesting, there's an interesting supposition being built into the straw man argument that you've got. So compared to what? Like, Compared to what, Iran? We have a line. Like, like, I think you what you're at, saying is like there's a line that you can go up to. Like, yeah, there's freedom of religion to have all your things. But here are the line of who gets to be in power and who gets to control and who gets to do whatever. Now this is Christian over our no, Until have, the okay, Christians is, feel like they're being we have, conquered. We have Jewish right, law. Right, there you go, right. And then all of a sudden they're like, hold on a second. Well, you don't have that much freedom. Let's, 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 uh, let's figure out what the actual arguments are. So, so – were the founding documents and were the principles that were used to build the founding documents written by a large segment of that of those people at the day were they christian yes right were some of them not christian yes right so the founding documents it's just the the nature of um using life experience to feed the decisions and the content that you put forward in your decision making of course because those people read the Bible, they believed that religion, they were influenced by, you have to be. Mm -hmm. fun, fun fact about our constitution, you know, it was in large part, like the, the idea of separation of powers based on the Presbyterian form of uh, governance of the Presbyterian church. Because there's a similar structure where there's like a, there's an, a, a general assembly, then there's presbyteries, and then there's local churches, that whole like federal. That was a fact, but it was not fun. That was not yeah, a fun right. fact. Call me, a, call me Sheldon Cooper, I guess. It's not, nothing fun about that fact, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing. So, I mean, when we're looking at this country and we're 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 chiding the country on areas to improve, I'm not. You're not going to get an argument that we can't improve, right? Um, when we're talking about things like migration mechanics, what we're talking about is a tactical reality, right? Of course, if we have a strong enough, and this has always been my argument, you want to make your neighborhood as strong as possible. You want to have a community that's strong enough to invite and accept people in, if you don't have that, what well, you're going to end up with is conflict. Why, why do it's we have going to, to? It's going to happen because of disparities in culture, because the culture isn't strong enough to absorb and assimilate the people who come in. You're going to have these distinct factions that maintain their own identity outside of the, the national identity. They, they came over here illegally. They want to, they're getting resources that they didn't contribute in the cultivation of, which means you're taking those resources from somebody else. Eventually that well runs dry. And then you get a conflict over who gets what. Like you're explaining the exact history of where, how we've gotten to where we are today. Right. And so what we're trying, <laughs> what we're trying to do is prevent that. And you do that by locking down the borders and saying, you get here legally through our laws. If you come illegally, what you're doing is you're just promoting a potential uh, uh, it's the creation of a powder keg. It's it's going to create conflict. It already is creating conflict. And we're seeing this in areas with high dense, of uh, a high population density. How about we look at somebody like Canada instead? 
right? Like you go a different route. And like okay. instead of having a revolution and they leave, they're their own independent separate government, but they still recognize the queen in some sort of weird monarchy system with the governor general because they actually chose diplomacy over a revolution. So it can happen. Canada is an example right there to the north. Okay, but Canada is not really the poster child of good democracy. Yeah, Canada, great. Yeah. We, we did revolt. We did fight. We established our own country. We established our own destiny. Is it perfect? No, but it's pretty damn good. So you guys are 100%, it's, it's 100% so good empire. People, I don't even hear about Well, I, I think what we got to do is we've, again, we have to be smart tactically. And I don't think, from my perspective, we don't want to be taken over, but we have to maintain our national identity. We have to maintain the things that made this country get to the point where it's at, where people want to come here. You're, the, the, the American identity is, is full-blown religious freedom and mass migration. Legally. No. Yes. It was not legal. No, now. <laughs> now, tactically, it's got to be legal. Again, historically, okay, if, you're, if right. you're looking at it historically, people are conquering So you're changing people. the culture already. Yeah. But, but, but you, you can't say that this is our identity when, it, when it's not. No. Our, 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 our identity was not legal migration. Our identity was, was not a Christian who was country. It, who, who was our migration illegal for? The people that we conquered. Okay, that was. They didn't, they didn't have the, laws. They didn't have laws. They didn't have those kind of laws about migration. Whose laws did we break when we migrated here? Well, you, no, 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 hold on. Whose laws I'm did we break sure that, when we migrated I'm pretty, here? I'm pretty sure they were opposed there, to the there's, murder. There's of their not people. a law. There's not a law that I can't walk into Jody's house. Yeah, there is. That's a there's a, there's a protection without of his permission. Yeah, yeah. he's got yeah. There's plenty of laws where you can't walk into Jody's house. I mean, you guys are welcome. Okay. I've already right. invited you. So, so no, you but can't I'm just curious. No, house, we've but. we've just been hitting on this like yeah. elite. We we immigrated here illegally by whose laws? By the native people's laws. They, no. They had by, a system by, in by, place that said we don't kill each by other. The, by the them. law of humanity. The law. Oh, so you're oh, like boy. a okay. The law of humanity. Like like that. That's. <laughs> fellas, fellas, let's let's look at okay. it this way. Let's look at it this way. The people who are coming over here, what is the identity that they're bringing with them? Right? They're they're depends old, on the people. hundred percent depends on the people. Right? Some of them are trafficking fentanyl. Some of them want to come to America and make a better life for them and their kids. Right. So, getting, would you like to live in the place where they're running from? Obviously, they don't. Okay, so that's what they're bringing with them. No, it's not. 100%. Some, some of them, yes. Some of no, them are trying to get away from They that. don't know. They haven't lived in this country. That's what, what they're bringing is So you're saying experience. we need to teach them, not keep them out. 100%. No. What I'm saying is when they come to this country, and Jason has a good point, and I want to kind of unravel his point, unpack his point, because I think there's a good argument to be held that we have to understand what this country is supposed to be. Right? So when people do come, we can say to them, this is what this country is. And I do think that there's a... A problem with national identity. There's a problem with what we were, what we were, what we are supposed to be. Um, so for sure. But right now, what we're doing is we're promoting conflict. We're just allowing all these people who've run from this bad place, who don't know a better way. We're bringing all that crap with them, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it manifest in conflicts. In the the the, the, mo of the mother and father that are fleeing from violence with their children are not bringing the violence with them. 100%. I completely disagree. So it and by the way. As bad as it sounds, they should not be coming over here illegally. They should not be allowed in this country. They need to go back to where they were and go through the process legally. As terrible as that sounds, 
from the tactics of how you realize like the legal process if they're fleeing violence is asylum so they, and they get a B here and they can if but they, they can, back, they can cross they, the border yeah. at a port or yeah. a and they do rec- no they don't no, they, they don't. they're sliding through the asylum people do no the asylum people do nope I I've met over a half dozen in the last a half so six you know yeah, six you've met six you've met six out of the thousands that are coming through the border on a daily basis, you've met six, and that's your basis for the argument that they're all good people. The six you met. Well, I mean, oh, the argument could fun. be made on the other. <laughs> side. This is good. I like yeah. this. The, the argument could be made on the other side that that I mean, like how how many illegal immigrants do you know that are selling fentanyl? I know that you can get that you're buying. I know that a Kosciuszko County Sheriff's so Department is buying. The answer is zero pounds but, off the street. Pounds. No, but, Where's but, it coming from? But, but where is it coming no, from? No, it, the question is but zero. Answer, answer the question, no. What? Like, Please give it to me again. You 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 said so. We know <laughs> six people that have come here through asylum, and my question to you is how many illegal immigrants do you know that are selling fentanyl? No, I don't know any personally, but I know it's enough to where our little so community- six seems like a shitload. <laughs> it sure does. There's it? enough getting through that our little community is pulling pounds of fentanyl off the street. It's not Chicago, and this isn't Chicago, this isn't Detroit, this isn't Dallas. Kosciuszko County, pounds of fentanyl. And I, and I, I assume the RFIDs that are on the fentanyl are, are showing the, the trackers that are coming from Mexico? Where's so, it coming from? Then? Yeah, there's. The, the, I thought a lot of it was coming from China. Last I heard. Yeah, through Mexico. Is that yeah, 100% right, like China? Mexico. Well, it's Mexico. coming. It's coming from like uh, the the Cape Horn, like on those boats, right? Christopher Columbus is bringing them. The one so, with the slaves. Yeah, with the slaves. Yeah. Here, here's the here's the uh, here is a problem though. You guys have to recognize that fentanyl is a problem in the country, right? Sure, it's a all right, and it kills a lot of people, wide. right? Fuck. Me- me- I don't know how many people Medical die, people care die. is a problem in this country. But just if you can recognize that fentanyl is a problem, sure. fentanyl isn't made here. It's coming from another country. Yeah. And it's coming in unregulated. McDonald's french fries are made here, and like heart disease are kills we, more people Are we fentanyl. comparing <laughs> fentanyl to fries? That sounds that's like where it. we are now, fentanyl <laughs> and fries. Like <laughs> this week on Freedom Cats, yeah. fentanyl and fries. Fellas, There's your episode title. I, I, understand, I understand the devil's advocate position. I understand the idea of being a good humanitarian. I do. I do get that position. But at some point, there has to be a practicality employed to this argument. Hold on. The practicality is make a legal way for people to come. The, yes, ahead. I get it. But you can't, right now we don't have a legal le- way for people to come. We right. don't. Ha- we don't have fixes for that system. Hold on. So, so you easy fixes. You, no you, one you, has the will to do it. There you go. So we have a broken, broken political system. Yes. Okay. So that those are arguments we can have. But to say that we should just take all these people who broke our laws and just say, you know what? Because there's so many people who broke our laws, we're just going to change the laws and allow you guys to stay here is not. I don't think a very. Well, I'm willing to leave I, those people. On limbo and like actually make a door. You want to leave that in limbo? The people who are here, I'm not saying we can we can take amnesty off the table. Let's fix the system so we can put a stop to the people that are stuck in that thing. And then let's solve that later. Let's let's put the door up, close that one. We can come back to that problem later. I, I, I agree. I'm fine with that. I agree with that. Stop the flow, deport the ones who came here illegally, and then fix the system. And make it, I, it, we can talk about fixes for it all day long. I do agree that the system's broken 100%. The the HB whatever uh, worker visa thing is a great, great way to bring talents to people to this country. We just have to make it better. We just so have to fix it. 
I, I would just like to uh, chime system. in here. So yeah, I just I typed in the word fentanyl on, on Google, and the first thing that came up was the DEA government website. And it says, what is fentanyl? Fentanyl is a potent synthetic opioid drug approved by the FDA. There you go. Approved by the FDA. So when we're going to make a hardcore assumption that all of the fentanyl that is in the United States is coming from Mexico, your government is approving it which means pharmaceutical companies are producing it in the states. So this fentanyl it's issue... A, it's a weird way to make that argument, Jason. Just because you're making the assumption that there's prescription-grade fentanyl coming in. Yes, there is fentanyl that's employed medically. And so when you buy that, those pathways have a regulated way of bringing like in... Coke is so, approved by the DEA, isn't it? Cocaine? The, yeah. I have no idea. No, because cocaine is not FDA-approved. I, I have no idea. <laughs> and and so so then so then let let's take it to the the opioid crisis yeah. over the last uh what what was the um um uh crap not not ecstasy what what was the uh what was the major opioid um oxycodone oxycodone thank you oh, yeah, oxycodone yeah. oxycodone yeah so so oxycodone was an FDA approved drug yes. And that that was not a, an, an illegal overuse. That was a medical overuse that created that opioid process. Hundred percent. That that was that was not some dude named Joe Blow in a back alley slinging yeah. oxys. That was over prescription by the medical universe to its people. Yeah. That caused an opioid opioid problem. So I I, I struggle when when we when we try to blame migration or immigration with the the issues that we have as a society. Well, no, Mo no, no. again, weird way to make the argument because, yes, I'll, I'll agree with you. The whole uh, Sackler family uh, thing, the whole pharmaceutical industry problem, that is a valid argument. I think that's a valid thing to investigate. And the FDA's uh, strangely interdigitation into the pharmaceutical uh, businesses is really something that I don't know how it's gone unchecked for so long. So you're bringing up a good point, but that's a completely different thing than the the point that I think Chris and I are trying to make, or at least I'm trying to make, is when you have people who come in who are unknown, they bring unknown things with them. One of those unknown things is a pathway for unregulated poisons that have come into our country that are affecting us. Now, 100%, uh, that Oxycontin thing was terrible. And we've got other problems. We've got a lot of other problems. Tactically, let's control the things we can control. And so if the argument for me is, that my argument, my position is, we're signing up for big, big, big problems with this. Okay, so pounds of fentanyl seized at the border, okay, in the last five months. J July, 49.9 thousand pounds. August, 48.9 thousand pounds. September, 39.3 thousand pounds. October, 35.6 thousand pounds. November, 47 thousand pounds. So, Jesus, that's a lot. It's a lot. And, this is, this, and that's just what's seized. That's right. just what's seized. So if you're thinking about- you know, How many of those were seized off the back of the guy with his family? 
According to this, Wait, ex- Trev, experts Trev, say only you a keep fraction. Throwing, you, keep throwing the, you keep throwing the guy and his family. Because well, you okay. threw him under the bus when you were talking earlier. And I you didn't were throw like, family under the bus. I'm saying that our open borders is leading to a drug crisis in our country. Is it, Am I making an argument for the little guy and his family that are crossing the Rio de Janeiro? You said no. these people aren't bringing their best stuff with them. Like you sounded Trumpish. You know, I don't think you said that. No, I didn't at all. Okay, I didn't well, at maybe all. Maybe I misheard. No, yeah. because you want me to be the straw man villain that you no. have in your mind of what conservatives I take, I take are. It all, I take it all back. If what I'm say saying, it. though, is yes. Do I like the fact that there are people who are leaving horrors in their country and trying to? Yes. Do I think a portion of those people are trying to fulfill the American dream? Yes, I buy that. But I also know the open border is leading to a drug crisis in this country that is killing children. That needs to be solved. And if we continue to, if we focus on the sad little stories of the kids who are trying to cross the border, we're not going to deal with the real problems because no one wants to see little children drowning in rivers. No. Nobody does. But if we continue to focus on that and use that as, as an excuse to keep an open border, we'll never solve these problems ever. I agree. So we make a way for the families to come and we stop the rest. Is but what we I stop said from the, the beginning. bleeding first. That, yeah, that's what you said. That's, that's actually what you said, right? Yeah. Close the border down. I said, close it down and make a legal way for them to come. Yeah. So ebb the flow, actually get rid of the illegals that are here. And then I didn't say that part. You did. But I said, I said, we circle back to that later. All right. Well, we're going to table that one. We'll come back to it. I'm I'm of the mind that you, you're, you've signed up where we've signed up as a nation. Because we're not going to agree on that one. So we got to table that one. Do this now to stop the flow now. Yeah. And then let's come back to that one I later. I consider that a win. Uh, I mean, there's millions of people here we don't know. That's a yeah, dangerous— Yeah, and a lot of them make awesome tacos and all sorts of other stuff. That felt Trumpish. That was, yeah. They come here. Sounds like, what's her name? tacos. From, from The View. What was her name? Osborne? Yeah. Oh, no, they no, no, clean no. our toilets. Listen, some they of can... them are coming. <laughs> some of them are coming, and they're making delicious tacos. Yeah. But That's, the rest— It sounds like a terrible—just undervaluing of human beings. Everybody all well, clean uh, toilets. Uh, before you cross, here's the deal. Need you to make me a taco. <laughs> and, and it's a taste. It's No, it's, that's a show. That's it's like a show. It's like Top Chef. Yeah. All right. This week, we have 20 immigrants who want yeah. to join America— all they have to do is make the best taco. It's taco yeah. at the border. And he's got 12 kids. So, you know, <laughs> they're like, Daddy, please make a good taco. <laughs> Could be part of the criteria. Yeah. I'd watch that show. I would watch that show. Too. I would watch that show. I'd be all for it, Adam. That is a way to come to the U.S. if you want. Yeah. It's better than what we got now. That's the Hunger Games. That's the Hunger Games. Oh, I like it. Hunger Games. You can call it Hunger Games. That's so awesome. We are Elysium. Cheese and crackers. What's wrong with us? Oh, it's already Elysium. Yeah. yeah, that's a great movie. Which one's that? That's the one where you got like the the slave worker class on Earth, and then you got like the super elites with their advanced. Is that the one t- where Justin Timberlake scans his hand? It's Matt Damon. It's Matt Damon. But yeah. Same sort of idea, I think. Yeah. What's the one where Justin Timberlake has a stopwatch in his oh, arm? Oh, I know which one you're talking about. And like the currency oh, is like, time. time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that one. I don't know the name of it. I've seen video snippets of it. Okay, so we were talking about uh, Civil War <laughs> versus World War III. And we had a little Civil War here at the table. Yeah. Well, I did, mean, we, no, did we? Did we? Eh, it was fun. So we, we do have, I think this is, I think it's an intentional, I think this migration thing is an intentional um, element in the World War Three game. 
Right. I think there's a bunch of Venezuelans that are trying to get away from Chavez. I think that's what's going on in large part. And then there's other people mixed in, but yeah. Yeah. And I think we have a information warfare going on. I think there's a, there's a, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but there, there seems to be um, a coordinated mass media information control um, strategy being employed where they only pump certain messages into people's eyeballs and then you get this like independent media thing going on and they tend to be proactively censored. So I think that's another part of this whole thing. Um, I think if you're looking at who, what is going on with the people who have what we would call the quote unquote haves, the people who are billionaires um, and what they've been doing as far as buying up hordes of land, hoard, you know, hoarding land, which by the way, I didn't know this. I just learned this recently. Uh, property taxes were originally used by the French to de-incentivize the hoarding of land. Did you know that? No. I did not know that. And so um, we actually adopted that hmm. here to prevent the hoarding of land. And, and it's worked so well. It's it's not it's, worked. That's a policy that's <laughs> it's, 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 also, it's worked so it's, well. It's that's also why we had an estate tax to prevent the aristocratic, aristocratic passing of wealth. Yeah. But everybody thinks that it applies to them. It only applies to you if you have a shit ton of money. Right. So... And so now we got people hoarding. You got your Blackstones, you got your Bill Gates, you got Mark Zuckerberg, who literally just bought a crap ton of land over in Hawaii and built this luxury bunker, which to me, that seems like a big red flag. For so maybe we need the progressive property taxes. Like if you have a, if you're hoarding land, you have an increased rate as opposed to your regular homeowner. Oh boy. We're going to talk taxes? If that's the purpose. I, I'd say get rid of it, get rid of taxes altogether and do a flat tax. I'd say get rid of property taxes on like everyday household folks or make the exemption a shit ton higher. But like the, the hoarders, sure. And then they should pay their share. I really don't think property taxes are that big of an issue. Yeah. Uh, I, talk I to, mean, talk to most homeowners, they'll disagree. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like, what is your property taxes? Too much. A couple thousand bucks. Yeah, mine's not actually that bad. That's, I mean, to, to live and own property, I don't think that's that bad. I mean, but it's my land. Why do I have to pay rent for my land? It's not your land. Like this is a fallacy. It's not, it's not even close to your land. This you you are you are simply simply a renter through your time period. You don't you don't own this. I'm an American. I own it. No, you don't. It's mine. No, you don't. This is we got we got rid of the king and the queen. The government shouldn't be able to own no. my land. Why do I got to pay rent to the government? But why are we? I mean, uh, Travis and I are going to side on the same. We're going to be on the same like, side get, on this one. But, That's fine. But but you don't you don't. Own I work. It. Yeah, right I, now. I work. We my don't. Day, I work. Right. I work. Oh, why can't I? I work eight hours a day. 40 hours a week to get my paycheck that's taxed. Then that money that I buy stuff with is taxed. And that it never stops. And now that we're now that now we're at a place where we're saying, well, that tax isn't so bad. That's right. 100%. That F-35 is really cool looking. That's all I know. Yeah. So. And then what what where do our tax dollars go? Right? We're we're basically seeding these pass-through oligarchy money laundering organizations that funnel that stuff to, you know, these corrupt politicians and to the fentanyl dealers that are coming across the border. You're not talking about it. You're talking about you know what? You know what? You know what? No, 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 no. Now you're on some shit because yeah, yeah, they're you know what? They're smuggling the fentanyl through the border, but they're not making that shit in Venezuela. 
and the same companies that are making it in China so, so you, are buying our politicians here on the in our shores. You're so right. you, you think they're making it in Texas, driving it to Venezuela, and then bringing it back over? <laughs> no, and they're, getting like, they're making no, it, they get it from Afghanistan. So no, they're, they're getting they're, it from Afghanistan. No, but yeah. bro, those same country, the 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 companies that are making the pills. We're not talking about those people, and those are the same people who bought my politicians. Well, they, they own the politicians too. Of course they do. Of course they do. So that's a that's another really Bro, big problem. U.S. Solve. soldiers during the Afghanistan conflict were guarding, guarding poppy yeah. fields. U.S. Rangers were guarding poppy fields for who? I think the correct term there would be for whom. No, no. No, you're wrong. You're right. <laughs> Fucking yeah. <laughs> Fucking Facebook commenter over here. Put an asterisk next to it. Uh, whom? Uh, yeah. Who, who were who were they? Who were the top five manufacturing of pharmaceuticals yeah, Merck, in the U.S.? Lily, there you whoever. Go. Eli Lilly. Yeah. 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 Whoever. We need our heroin. So, well, to your point, Jason. To your point, we vilify those the kids. Who, who are trying to cross the border for a better life. We make them the villains because others are smuggling those drugs across the border, but they're not making those drugs. The same, it's, it's multi-billion dollar, multinational companies that are so, making the drugs. So the legal, get, yeah. the legal way to do it is to buy the politician to get the military sent over to protect your stuff and then give the politicians some money. That's the legal way to do it. You'd rather have that than actually like let some freaking people come over and make some tacos. Well, that's you brought the taco argument. thing feels so racist. No wonder you're no longer the one Warsaw president. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta go. I mean, okay, now we have something where we probably don't have an argument, right? I'm going to side with you on that. The, the corrupt systems are uh, there's so many of them. So why don't we talk about that instead of penalizing the other people? Well, again, we're talking tactics. So you, you, you're going to do both, or in my argument, you do both. But you got to. Yeah, but you can't. But, but you can't fire the owner. You got to fire the team. Right. How, about, how about we penalize owners yeah, for hiring yeah. people? That's all the but, whole but problem. No, right? that, that's the truth. Yeah, that's right. And and, and that is why immigration is such a, a hot topic. It's it, it's the same way that we. It's the same theory that we use in in our medical care. We 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 do not treat. The problem, right? No, we to treat the it. symptoms. No, it's not. It's not healthcare. It's sick care. Pill distribution. It, 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 it's, it's, trauma it's, care. it's sick care. It, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All, all we want to do, and and in reality, this hit me the other day. Uh, I was talking to somebody about uh, Social Security and Medicare, and and I was like, okay, so, so logically, we believe that healthcare wants to keep us alive, right? Okay. However. If we're later on in our life, we're past 60, what is Social Security? 64, 65 now? 65. 65. You can take it so, early, but you lose. So if we're past 65 years old, every year that we live past 65, we become a burden on that kitty. Right? Sure. Yeah. So if, 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 <laughs> if I'm lucky, I'm still a burden on that kitty at 65. <laughs> I think that was a, I think that was a bad pun, but we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, yeah, you must be hitting that kitty pretty hard That's at 65. Right. That's when the pharmaceutical companies are my friend again. <laughs> So, wow. you know, I, 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 I thought you just got it. I thought you were just. <laughs> I, thought you, 
I'm not, I was there a minute ago, but I thought originally you were just making a, a, a joke or a jab about how Social Security is going to run out. But no, yeah, no, 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 it was a whole no, other no. thing. No, he's talking about he's talking about a blue pill. Yeah, that's so when, that's when it's not hard to get the pills. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Sorry, Jason, you were saying this has gone south. So, anyways, my point my point is just simply is that there, there is no incentive for healthcare to actually keep you alive past 65 because you actually become a bigger burden on the entire system. True. So so the the ideal situation, the ideal situation in, in an extremely objective, non-emotional uh, perspective is to keep you alive only until you hit 65. The moment you stop being a contributor to the system, I don't want you to be alive any longer. I don't need you to be alive any longer. All, all you do is make me write you checks and take care of your health care. Yeah. That's miserable. So, okay, I'm going to hit you guys with a different conspiracy. I'm going to switch just a little tiny bit, but it builds off of this idea yeah. that you're... Let's go for it. So, have you guys... Are you guys, We'll fight you again, don't worry. I love it. All right, bring it. Um, have you guys been paying attention at all to longevity science? Living people, longer? People living longer? Yeah, so like the whole, you know pluripotent cell thing, stem no. cell, you know. General, general concept. Is this the drinking baby blood thing you were talking about? Adrenochrome? I, I don't think so. No, I think that's just kind of the the evil, the, you know, the evil behind the curtain. They're trying to work out how to, like, get the telomeres to stay on there for, like, yeah. But then, like, that's, like, the anti-aging thing. That's if, right. If, if they don't, if the, those dang telomeres get shorter and shorter, if we can and get fray, those. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so the, and you'll hear NAD thrown around NAD is that chemical that attacks it, it, it creates the sirtuin uh, telomere uh, maintenance protocol I guess is what you would call it it's the chemicals that help the term telomeres stay connected telomeres are the little connected pathways yeah. from the epigenome to the cell right and then cells well, and they're the buffer at the end because like once they get in the way then you die yes so then so there's there's these key experts who are they each focus on one area of longevity, right? So you've got your David Sinclairs and you've got your Abdi Grays and you've got all these guys flowing around with these different areas that uh, they're the experts. Get, get to the point, get to the point, come on. Right, well, they say that the person who's going to live to 150 years exists today. Right, right. Elon Musk, because he's got all the money. Yeah. And yeah, all these guys, all these uh, guys who are like in their 60s that should look like they're in their 60s and look like they're in their 40s. I'm like, okay, well, they're doing something most people aren't, right? And sure, you could say they sleep well. You know, they've got a lot of money, so they're usually probably generally stress-free, stress you know, eating well. But then I'm like, yeah, but there's probably more than that. Maybe they're getting their, you know, NAD injections or their stem cells. It's like work. Magic Johnson being the first one to, like, live with AIDS. Yeah, right. Like, you were like, I thought everybody died with that. Everybody but that, dude. So the, really? the, the game here is to create or to make death a chronic condition and not an inevitability. So if you're going to live for the next 20 years, there's a good chance you could just live for as long as you want. And those people are the ones that end up on Elysium with the rest of us dying on the there earth. There it is. That's right. So, of course, they want the population to die down. Right, so this idea of going from our current we can't all live forever. There's not enough resources. That's right. It's our society's now. Okay, so and we're concerned about why fentanyl's being brought into. Yes. We, we we have to have yes. yes. We, as a population, we have to have things that deplete us. Like as as a population, whether it's cancer, whether it's it's heart. Like there, there's a reason the system doesn't correct these. 
They don't want to correct them. What what are you going to if if you lived in a full-blown utopian society where none of us got sick and none of us died, the, the world would swell up like a balloon. Well, yeah. And and we we would end up killing ourselves. It's, do, it's doing that now with 9 billion people on the face of the earth. Because because they haven't got creative enough on how to kill us. Yeah. Societies that's that's the actual that's the that might conspiracy. Be yeah, that's the conspiracy. Be, because because simultaneously there has to be a carrot out in front of us that says we want you to live forever. We want to take care of you at the end and like we keep chasing that carrot, but the reality is is like somebody's behind us holding a gun going I'm going to shoot you as soon as you get close to that carrot. Right. Like, like Futurama where like there's like the mandatory like death age. Yeah. Right, you know? yeah. 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 I mean, society, interpersonal relationships, society's not set up for us to live forever. It didn't want us to. Like marriage is like marriage. It's an institute that was set up when like the average age of death was 40. Right. That makes yeah. more sense. I'm married for life, bro. My wife's awesome. So, 150 years. Shout out good. to Sarah. Thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah. Jesus. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Props to you. Yeah, Sarah. Props yeah. Yeah. Good Sarah. Good Sarah. Job. It's not it's easy. It's, it's hard. But Jamie, Jamie marriage is hard. Is but it's sweet too. No, listen, I'm married. For, I'm married for life too, Travis. But um, <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> no, but but the but the, Jamie, the, please call the hotline. The, <laughs> what I'm saying though is that. The societal structure of marriage was established when you lived to 40. Right, right. Now, if you're living to 80, 120, right. like the yeah. idea of forever becomes a much longer proposition. Yeah. Social security was made when people died at like age 75. Right. It wasn't meant to last 30 years. It was meant to last 10. Right. right. So... I, it, it, I, you know, I thought this was going to land a little more in the crazy area. I didn't think you guys were going to just pick it just up and buy it. You know, just <laughs> run with the ball so fast. We've talked about this, how like the, this the role that AI would play in that. Yeah, right. Like AI itself ends mortality. And here's how. Okay. Here's how. Physically or just like you go into If you the would air. just, you know, if you oh. hadn't interrupted me, I would have gotten right there. Damn it. Oh, I, you were, you were going to continue that I thought? was going to continue that thought. I had no idea. I'm so Weird, sorry. Isn't yeah. it? My apologies. No, you're good. Um, I think so I there are AI color. models right now where like you can give the AI complete access to your your fa your social media and your posts, your messages, give it access to your emails. That model evolves enough over a longest longer period of time. There is a AI version of Chris. There is an AI version of Jason. There's an AI Travis, right? That is a completely Aut atomic model that is based on your proprietary information, your data, your your hopes, your dreams, your thoughts, right? So then after you after you pass away or after you die, people could visit AI Chris. Now, as odder as that may seem, you know, I know for me, after my father passed away, what I wouldn't have given to have some kind of conversation with him, what that would have done for my, for my, uh, for my mourning period, for my thoughts, my, uh, my depression, my sadness to be able to, even if it wasn't a meta universe kind of thing where we sat and had a beer. It wouldn't have mattered. There, there, there'd be enough, enough data, enough information that you could actually have new interactions with, with, yeah. with him. Yeah, exactly. That model and, evolves, yeah. and then it, it would know, hypo I mean, w within like 99% chance 
what he would how, have said. How your what, dad would have responded. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Mortality ends with AI. What, even even beyond the physicality lengthening of the lifespan, and like a, mortality ends with AI. So then, because mortality is for us, for us who live, who who have to go on. Mm-hmm. That that's who feels mortality, not those right. who die. It you know, death is for the living. Right. And then with with AI that ends. And what does that mean? What does that mean for our development as people when we don't experience those traumas of death? Yeah, how do you value the the meat sack that you possess in the short term to kind of get the model running versus the model that will perpetuate after you're gone? Do we start to devalue that initial kind of course, of course what, you would. What does it do with the productivity in the real world? Are you going to spend all your time hanging out with your dad in the fake world? Right. That's another really good. So, I mean, that's already happening, though. I, I mean, right? like, if you, if you look at today's youth, like, they, they'd much rather be staring at a computer screen or an iPad than, than having a conversation with an actual human. And, and half these things are all AI, gen- like, they're, they're not even real, but they're, that's where they're spending their time. Like, they don't even know, they don't even know how to shake a hand anymore. They, they don't know how to, it's something I teach my kids. I mean, we just took a trip to Disney, and we, my 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 family actually, my like extended family, was there as well for a chunk. They overlapped, which is a fun little thing. We're in the bus, one of the Disney buses, going from one place to the other, and there's like six of them uh, with my my siblings, and they, I'm like, this is nice that we're all getting to hang out together, and the five of you are on your phones. <laughs> right, right, like, right, right. Like what the hell? But then, doesn't that beg the question? Like what you just pitched about, like AI and that trajectory. Uh, there, there was an interview between like Neil deGrasse Tyson and I think Elon or something. I, I could be misquoting it, but but the 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 overall premise was the idea that the odds that we are currently living in an AI generated environment is higher than the odds that we are going towards an AI generated environment. Yeah, no, that's the when you get down to the the uh, micro uh, vectors um, that are the quarks and the gluons, it, it starts to look like this is all just a. So, so maybe maybe that's the real idea of what consciousness consciousness is 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 the the realization or the the revelation of accepting the fact that none of this shit's real at all. It's just a game. And it's all yeah. It's all just built and structured and it's all data points that AI's put together on us and how screwed up is that? Well, uh what a nice place to end it, huh? No. Yeah, yeah, this is fun, guys. You know it's yeah. Well, we want to thank you for enjoying this rollicking conversation in your AI construct. So, you know, for those of you listening, you know, noodle this because we're going to pick this up on the next episode. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We're going to keep on trucking, baby. Yeah. Because we are, he's Jody, he's Travis, he's Jason. Together, we are the AI construct known as the Freedom Freedom Cats. Cats. (laughs) Tippy River Adventures. Listen, you know what I hear all the time? I'm just going to be real. There's nothing to do in this county. Jody and his boys, they heard you say it too, and that's why they brought Tippy River Adventures to our community. Tippy River is one of the top 10 most vital rivers in the nation. Top 10 most vital rivers. When was the last time you went down it? When was the last time you saw the, that, that vitality just in your face? I took my little boy Sullivan on the trip. We still, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a core memory for both of us. A canon event, if you will. 
As you travel the multiverse, every Sully and Chris went on a Tippy River adventure, and you should too. Tippy River Adventures was created to take the work out of experiencing because, like, you know, it was, it's, it's tough work going down that river. You know, at our level, it was tough work. So, but they made it easier for us, right? They cut the brush. They gave us, they gave us paths to take our canoes down. That's the work that they do. You have equipment, but don't want to take two cars? Bring your equipment out. They'll make it easy. Trips as short as two and a half hours, they have taken effort and worry out of coming up and enjoying the great river. Have a church group, sports team, or family reunion looking for a fun and uplifting experience that you can have together? Come out and share an adventure together and they'll do the heavy lifting. If you're looking for something to do for yourself or with friends and family, that's fun and easy. An activity that gets you on the water, doesn't require gas or buying high-priced boats or mountain bikes. Give us a try. Listen, I mean, think about that. It's tough living out there, man. Everything's more expensive. JC and... JC Innovations, as they partner with Tippy River Adventures, they've got your pocketbook as well as your heart and mind in mind. You can check out the fun experience or adventures. Have some fun on the river. Check them out on Facebook. They got a Facebook page, of course. You can book your adventure through the Book Now button on their website. That's Tippy, T-I-P-P-Y, riveradventures.com. Or you can schedule through their Facebook page. They're looking forward to seeing you on the water.